When's the last time you watched a superhero movie? Pretty crazy thing to start a show with, right? Here we are talking about personal development, about expanding your capacity, living a life filled with abundance and success, and I'm starting out today's show talking about movies. Oddly enough, I'm going to share some things with you today based around some core principles that go into every superhero movie and how to use that same formula to increase your personal development. You see, if I look back at the majority of superhero movies that I've watched, which I'm not an inherent large movie buff, right? It's been incredible. Our daughter Gianna has became interested lately with superhero movies. She's nine years old. And so we watched the entire Iron Man series. Now, I happen to love Iron Man. If I could choose to be called a superhero, that would be the way that I would go. But it's fascinating to see her draw some parallels and some comparisons between the movies as well as her own life. See, every superhero movie that I've ever seen has some specific components in it, right? There's some about maybe some sort of treasure, some love, maybe a reward or two, some status, some freedom, some survival. These are all important pieces of any hero's journey. See, we don't find meaning of the hero's journey in slaying a dragon or saving the princess. See, those end up being like the colorful symbols or metaphors for a more significant purpose, right? Essentially across the board, looking at movies as a piece of life is a great way to gain perspective and awareness on where you might be. You see, every superhero movie essentially has to do with battering or battling various demons, right? Both inner and outer. It has to do with confronting bullies, courting your ultimate mate, which always is symbolizing a passage through a tunnel of self-discovery, individualization, and all the way into a form of mature adulthood. And in every movie, right, there's a resolution. There's a place in which the hero gets the girl, saves the day, does these things where there's a clear resolution, but unfortunately in life, that's not exactly how it works. See, in real life, as you keep progressing through your journeys, you end up inherently being different, sometimes visually, but you always will be different internally. I want to dive into a little bit more about the hero's journey today and see how it applies to personal development and through that lens, help you tap into even more of your ultimate potential. So let's start talking high level hero's journey, right? So the hero's journey as a construct is kind of based on mythology, right? Which would go all the way back to Grecian times about different mythological creatures and what they mean and what those metaphors stood for. But that's not really my forte. If I look at a high level, we have to take looks at comparative mythology. 
And what I say by that is really looking at how scholars would have invested their time exploring how one culture's myths are different than another. See, I actually think instead of even how I compared Grecian to other type of mythologies, I prefer to look at the fact of similarities. And from a standpoint of similarities, we start to come up with a monomyth, right? A one ultimate mythology. We could also call this a universal structure, which happens to be the universal structure for almost every superhero movie. It's kind of a storied template that would take a character through any series of stages. See, the main character in this ideology of a monomyth is someone we refer to as a hero. But a hero in its own right is not a person per se, but an archetype, a thought, an ideology. A set of universal images that could be combined with specific patterns of behavior. Right, Tony Stark and Iron Man, obviously, Tony Stark's not a real person. Iron Man is certainly just a archetype, a persona of a person. The hero archetype actually resides in your psyche. That's one of the main reasons why we love hearing and watching stories about superheroes. What's even more fascinating is that why this is so relevant to us. Like Hollywood has figured out a way to use this as a dominant story structure for most of its films. But why? Why, why does that matter? I mean, think about it. Today when we speak of the word myth, we're referred to something that's commonly believed but ultimately untrue, Right? But as we look at the teachings and the studying of the brilliant psychologists that have come far before now, the word myth had a much, much deeper meaning. Myths in that capacity represented the dreams of a collective psyche. So in order to truly understand the symbolic meaning of any myth, you would have to begin to truly dive into and dissect the psychological undercurrent of that time, right? Which would include hidden motivations, desires, and tensions of the people that are currently there. And because of this, all the hero's journeys that we fall in love with, we can observe in most I could even go as far as to say pretty much all cultures as it represents a process that is relevant to the entire human race. And when I say process, right, the process that I'm referring to is the process of personal transformation, the one that ultimately I feel that you're on right now, the one that I know that I am still currently residing in. This personal transformation at a base level can be simply going from an innocent child into a mature adult. See, every child, you and me included, is born into a set of rules and beliefs that are specific to a group of people. And as we mature, grow, and develop, we became heroic in our own efforts to break free from these conventions. 
and break free, I guess we could also say transcend them. And through that process, we begin to discover ourselves. And in that process, we eventually return to our own soul. So think about your life right now. Like I I know mine, right? You get to high school, you get your car, you push on the corners of the box, you begin to establish what it is that you want to do and don't want to do. You rebel a little bit through your teenage years. You go to college, you rebel more. And you get out. And then you have a life that is, quote unquote, yours. So you've discovered yourself at that point. And as you get married eventually and potentially have children and become more and more enlightened to what could be, you start to return to your highest version of self. Much of that is exactly where I'm currently at on my own personal trajectory. So what I want to encourage you to do is to consider this hero's journey, like every superhero movie you've ever seen, ends up being a roadmap for personal development. Because from that standpoint, these stories can have a tremendous amount of value for us. So I want to share with you what I would view to be the main stages of every hero's journey. Because every one of these journeys has the same structure and sequence of events. The first part is like a departure from the normal. We could also look at this as a call to adventure. This is where the hero departs from the world he knows. So we'll look at Iron Man 3 when Tony Stark is mad at the fact that whatever the villain's name is, is bombing all the places and he puts out the call to action that you can come find him at his at his house, and he says the name. He's basically saying, I'm here. Then his house gets attacked, and it's time for him to become Iron Man. So in this departure stage, he then has to leave the safety of the world he knows and enter the unknown. It's the same thing you or I would have to do to become the next best version of ourselves. We have to be called into the adventure. We have to depart from the status quo and the normal. We have to begin to summon the hero inside of us and transfer ourselves into the spiritual center of gravity from with all society refers to as a zone that is unknown. There's some profoundness in that statement, isn't there? That every journey that any of us go on, you and myself included, mirrors the format of every movie we've ever seen. There are no coincidences to this. So after there's a departure, the next stage is more of an initiation. This is where every hero faces his trials and tribulations. Right? Tony Stark in Iron Man 3, his suit dies. Right? He's got no more battery left to it. He's in the middle of nowhere. He's got to drag his suit. He's got to figure out how to repair the suit. He's got to get information on why there were people blowing up all over the place. Then he has to go back and fight people and eventually bring his suits back and do all these things. Endless trial after trial, tribulation after tribulation. And his his journey, just like yours, would not be safe. You're going to be tested. It's going to require skill. It's going to require conflict resolution. And while in Iron Man, Tony Stark does succeed, it's not required 
Success is not required. What's required is that you're able to push on. You're able to continue forward. Because it's in this initiation stage, it's where every hero meets allies, enemies, mentors, and almost always seems to tap into some greater level of power to get through this initiation stage. So pause for a second and analyze your own life, if you will. You have began to transcend an old version of you by the fact you're listening to this show. You're craving something more. And you might be in this initiation phase in which people are pushing back on you. They don't understand some of the things that you're doing. You're uncertain if you're going to be able to plow through or not. You don't know if you're going to get to the final destination. But seemingly sometimes serendipitous, everything lines up just so, and the universe provides an answer to you at just the right time to continue to encourage you to step forward. This part then leads us into the third stage, which is a return. Right After every hero endures the trials and hardships of the adventure, they return home. Tony Stark at the end of Iron Man 3, he saves Piper. Right, He has a surgery to take out his little energy core from his chest. He's shown back at the rubble of where his house was. He throws his old energy core into the ocean and pulls away in his Audi R8. He's back home to the almost the exact place the movie started. But you can sense that he's no longer the same. A transformation has taken place. And it's taken place because there's been a maturation of a process based around experience. This happens to you and I. You begin to consume new content. You begin to question the norms. You then face pushback and resistance. You continue to fight through the resistance. And eventually, you get back to the start where people finally want to know what it is you've been doing that you're now different. That's just how it works. But how do we know how to assess your place right now? I want to take just a moment and dive into what these three phases ultimately end up revealing about your individual process as it pertains to personal development. See, the first stage represents our comfort zone. It's where we feel safe. It's where we've always known. It's the places and parts of our lives that have got us to this exact moment. But in stage two and stage three, each of those are unknown. And in order for us to let go of the known, we have to let go of safety, which is scary in its own right. See, in the work of of Maslow, we covered him Yesterday, it's hierarchy of needs. I believe he points out that when we're confronted with a series of choices throughout life between safety and growth, dependence and independence, regression and progression, immaturity and maturity, there's requirements associated with those. One of his best works, something that's incredibly impactful to me, is Towards the Psychology of Being. And he states, in that work, we grow forward when the delights of growth and the anxieties of safety are greater than the anxieties of growth and the delights of safety. Really let that soak in. We, 
you and I, grow forward in our lives when the delights and joys of growth and the corresponding anxieties of safety are greater than the anxieties associated with growth and the delights that come from safety. From this standpoint, it has to become clear why so many of us refuse to take that call. We end up clinging to the safety. Because in the safety is the things that are known and we end up embracing the delight of growth only that comes from the unknown if we're pushed way outside of our normal capacity. So in the works by Campbell, he really discovered a 10-step path of a hero's journey. And in this in the 10-step path, you can very clearly decide where you fall at on this list. It's not, not incredibly difficult to take it apart. So the first step is the ordinary world. Right? Before any hero can enter a special world, you must first live in the ordinary world. My ordinary world, though, is different than your ordinary world. We all have our own normals, our own customs, our own conditioned beliefs and behaviors. We all have our own normal. When you begin to accept that, that your normal and my normal are different and unique to each one of us, and those normals begin to impact how we believe our world to be shaped, it starts to help you see more clearly step two, which is the call to action. This call to action is always where we transition from the ordinary world to a special world. This is where we're introduced to our quest for great consequence. This is always where we fear change. We might even feel like we're going to die. However, these feelings actually lead us in the moment typically to refuse the call to adventure. The ordinary world represents your comfort zone. The special world signifies the unknown. Of course you're going to resist change initially because it's uncomfortable. But ultimately, there's going to be some special circumstance, something that pushes you into the critical decision to move forward. Because that's ultimately the decision that you're going to have to make to embark on the adventure or forever remain in the ordinary world with its illusion of security. Your life right now, as it's operating in the current moment, has a complete illusion of security. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how healthy you are. I don't care how great your relationship is. In any moment of every day, it can all be stripped from you. For all I know right now, heaven forbid, my wife gets in a car accident and she is no longer in my life. And the minute that happens, something changes in the American currency structure and the dollar is worth zero and I'm now broke. As I go to stand up and walk out the door, I trip and hit my head and I fall into a coma. In the snap of any moment, everything can be taken from you. Security is a complete illusion, so don't chase it. It's not what we're here for. When you begin to accept that, it makes it easier to step into number three, which is where you have to cross the first threshold. This is really where we determine there's no return. Like Once you see, you can't unsee. There's no turning back. 
the first threshold always marks a major decision. That could be you're going to transform your physical health. You're going to write an impactful book. You're going to become the greatest version of yourself. The first breakthrough that exists is truly a feat within itself. But it's only the first of many turning points. It's not the ultimate destination. It's simply a step along the journey. And through that step along the journey, we transcend into the fourth phase, which is where we meet and have to face our trials, have conversations with friends as well as foes. Because along every hero's journey, main characters have to always encounter obstacles. There's always going to be people that try to stop you along your quest. Yes, in your quest for personal development, there are going to be people that are going to try to stop you. They're going to say you're unreasonable, or you're foolish, or it's not realistic. What's the wildest part is these dream stoppers are almost always cleverly masked as friends and family who appear to have positive attentions but hinder your development nonetheless. Why would it be any question for you if your spouse, husband, wife, maybe your mother or father, would only want the best for you? It wouldn't be, right? We just operate under that assumption. But if you're looking to better your life and they instantly put up roadblocks, there's something inside of them that they are now mirroring externally and projecting into you. It's going to require you to be able to identify the obstructions on your path and then align yourself with supporters along your journey in order to have your mission be successful. The reason why most people sabotage your journey is very, very simple. It doesn't make it any less painful or frustrating, but it's just the truth. People will sabotage your journey subconsciously because most people fail to complete their hero's journey into mature adulthood themselves. And so they push back on you for trying to do the same. When you feel called to better your life and step into the personal development world, just to become the next best version of you, you are leaving the societal norms. You are working towards Maslow's 2% of people that are self-actualized. You are working towards Ken Wilber's 10% of the populace that is in tier two consciousness. You're working towards being different than every person that's around you. And in order to do that, you have to be willing to walk alone for a moment because change scares people. And most people, although they believe themselves to be mature functioning adults, are very rarely actually there. And so they sabotage you and they hurt you and they have you question your journey, which is why step five becomes so incredibly impactful. The fifth step is that you need an incredible mentor in your life. A mentor with some sort of supernatural power. Now I'm saying this because it's truthful. I'm not saying this because I'm actually a mentor myself. In every superhero that it, movie that exists and in your own life, in order to transcend past the part of feeling the resistance, you need someone to help you jump that gap. And it's a mentor's role to help guide you along that journey. 
You see, sometimes these mentors are cloaked in mystery and secret language. But more often than not, the mentor just shows up in your life when you're ready to receive it. If it's not an actual external mentor, which is fine, it certainly doesn't have to be, I would encourage you to then really dive into your inner guide and your higher self, that godlike version of you. You'd have to tap into your intuition and you'd have to be able to listen to it so steadfastly that you pull it off, that you execute on its wills and desires. That for most of us is very difficult until you've began to tap into it, which is why to me, a mentor is a beautiful, beautiful tool to help you jump the gap, to be able to dial into your own intuition, and to then realize you don't need additional assistance. That's what this entire show is about to me. It's equipping you with all the tools that if you wanted mentorship, sure, absolutely. There's systems and processes, there's plenty of people in place to help you achieve that. But realistically, if you just sat and listened to every episode, you downloaded the show notes from OptimizeLifeShow.com, you did the five or ten part questionnaires that come with each show, you would start to progress yourself through life in a very rapid manner. But are you going to be dedicated and diligent enough to continue on that path? It's an answer only for you. And from that point, we're now going to jump into step six. And this is the first really treacherous threshold. We could refer to it as maybe the dragon's lair. This is where you have to come up with a second major decision. And this is typically something that puts us at physical or even psychological risk. See, the innermost cave, if you will, represents a mother complex that we have. Right? Because there's part of every journey where we have to go within the walls of our innermost cave to find the cornerstone of the special world where every hero closes on the objective of his life. But the conversation around the innermost cave and how it represents our mother complex ends up being a regressive part of ourselves where we seek to return to the safety of our mother. And when men specifically seek safety and comfort, we demand pampering. That also means men that we're really engulfed in our innermost cave, the place that we need to be away from the quickest. From acknowledging that, we step into step seven, which is that there's going to be moments of despair. You see, no, no, no worthwhile adventure ends up becoming very easy. There are tons of perils on almost every path to growth and certainly every path of self-discovery and self-realization. Major obstacles will confront you, and that makes the future begin to look dim, not so bright. Maybe it's a trap or a mental imprisonment. Maybe it's the feeling of imminent defeat. But it seems like in these moments that adventure is going to come to a close or conclusion. It's probably the times where you feel like all hope is lost. But if you're able to tap into the hope and hold on to it, for yourself, in these moments of despair, you end up tapping into a hidden part of yourself, which is one more micron of energy, of strength, of faith, or creativity. And when you tap into this yourself, you're calling on an inner power that up until that moment you might not have realized was possible. 
right? So if I apply actual life things to this, we've decided we want personal development. We get pushback on personal development. We go into the personal development world. We struggle with consistency in personal development. We maybe then find a mentor or tap into our higher selves. As we tap into our higher selves, or use a mentor, we're a few weeks into the journey and we're questioning why we even did it. We don't see the value in it. That's a dragon's layer. The moment of despair is when the next installment payment must come for the services that are to be rendered. Like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I have the money it takes to pull this off for another month. It's all completely normal, my friend. Because the eighth step is the ultimate treasure. This is where your hero is going to receive their prize. Where you pull the metaphysical sword or metaphorical sword from the stone. And this reward will become monetary, physical, romantic, spiritual. It doesn't matter what it is. What matters is that there's transformation. And more often than not, the prize that you originally sought becomes secondary because the result of personal transformation you undergo. I can't tell you how many clients have come on board with me whose original quest was financially driven. But as we go along the journey, people find out that there's greater satisfaction in serving others in need. That happens because the real change we're searching for is 100% always internal. It is never external. I help motivated entrepreneurs Increase their income by two or three times in as little as 90 days so they can spend more time with their family without fear of their business collapsing. I'm going to give you a secret about that. It's not just business systems and processes. If I do that, it's not going to work long term because it's going to leave you feeling unfulfilled. That's a financially driven decision. And while we will find financial abundance, we're also going to find internal change that's required for the, for the financial abundance to remain consistent. There's a very proven nine-step process to do this that I have mastered and mastered teaching people. If you want access to that program and that sort of training and those words speak to you, feel free to drop me an email. Ryan at lifeoptimizationgroup.com Because once my clients get to this point, right? They've had the external change. They're like, oh my God, I thought I want to make more money, but I feel so much better as a person. And I see that... Financial success and abundance is rolling in. My income has increased by 300%. It's been 90 days, Ryan. What's next? This is where we're at step nine. We're, we're homeward bound, right? Because you must return to really where you started from. You must share the secret sauce. See, there's still going to be challenges that lie ahead. And you must go back and really redeal or resolve and deal with the issues that were left unresolved at the beginning stages of, of the journey. This is always about taking moral inventory, having conversation about the shadow integration part of life. Gets into self-auditing that really help at anybody identify weaknesses that will later play against yourself. When you get to that point, now we really start talking about your rebirth. And before you return all the way home, the adventure's over, right? But there's one more sometimes unsuspected, unforeseen ordeal. 
And this final threshold, which may be more difficult than anything prior, provides a last test to really solidify the growth that you've been through. In this final stage, any hero can become a master of both worlds, with the freedom to live and grow, and impacting everybody they come across. The biggest thing is you're no longer seeking, you're no longer an innocent child or an adolescent seeking excitement or adventure. You become comfortable in your own skin. The individual is now fully capable of handling the demands and challenges that exist in the business world. This comes from the decision to continue forward into a greater package, a greater process, a new coach or mentor, from even leveling up your life greater or just saying you're done, that you've reached a ceiling. Those 10-step journeys are, are foolproof, not only in movies, but also in personal development, even in books. Right, and all this information, I really want you to take a moment and head over to optimizelifeshow.com and download the commentary resource. Not only is this show completely transcribed, but so is an additional value-added PDF that solidifies the training you're getting here. There is no cost associated with this. It simply requires you to take a few small action steps. Create an account, log in, pull out the information you want. Every show that I've ever created as it pertains to Optimize Life Show is all there for your information and requests. And from that place, of course, I feel compelled to talk about the Human Potential Institute over at humanpotentialinstitute.com forward slash optimized. See, the Human Potential Institute, founded by the incredible man, Dr. Mark Atkinson, is a breath of fresh air in the personal development space. Dr. Mark Atkinson is one of the foremost thought leaders based out of the UK around the integration between health, wellness, diet, nutrition, the intercorrelation in our mind and our body, and is truly brilliant in his ability to help every individual find the greatest version of themselves. He's developed an ICF accredited, that's International Coaching Federation accredited course that teaches you everything you would need to know if you ever wanted to get into the coaching space. More importantly than that, a third of the people in the class that I went through were just there to become better versions of themselves. How impactful is that? If you want more information on that, head over to optimize, head over to humanpotentialinstitute.com forward slash optimize for more information. So we've covered the hero's journey. We've related to films. And we've tied it to personal development. So what I need to know now is have you be real with yourself. Where are you at on your own hero's journey? And more importantly than that, do you see how these steps actually unfold in front of your life? Although your life and my life are truly unique to ourselves, they always have commonalities. Essentially elements of the universe and structure that we all share. And see, if you decide to push through and return in your moments of despair, and you do it without the reward or lesson, you're going to end up undoubtedly being presented with a similar adventure, repeated consistently, until the lesson is finally learned for you, or you give up. See, in the beginning, every hero's journey is about achievement. Whether you're trying to build a successful business, raise a great family, 
maybe write a book, travel consistently. This all always represents external achievement that often launches into the hero's journey. But if this is done the right way, if personal development is truly done the right way, through the course of an external quest, we become far more conscious of the journey as it transitions in the emphasis to internal growth that leads to real lifelong transformation. Because there's primary journeys or primary ingredients in every hero's journey. And it all comes down to one simple thing. Problems. So you're going to face problems and you're going to try to overcome them. And problems represent the essence of drama and are key to storytelling. Without some level of problems with trials and tensions, there's no story. There's nothing to engage us. The hero must face their problems. They must then surmount and overcome their fears, resolve all tensions, or they have to say they're just going to fail. The same is true for our development, my friends. Without problems and tension, there can be no growth. Psychological development is ultimately the process of overcoming setbacks, limitations, and conditioned behaviors to reach true ultimate maturity. So I want to call you into the adventure right now. I want to call you into this game of life. I want you to stand up into your own version of a hero's journey. Unfortunately, even with this compelling call to action, after this riveting content today, few people are ever going to fully embrace their hero's journey. What's phenomenal about that is that if you did, it would lead you to wholeness eventually. But because of your fear, your fear ultimately of the unknown, many of us refuse to answer the call to adventure. And you do this in many different ways. First and foremost, you're probably putting important things aside. You just don't do the stuff you need to do. Secondarily, you procrastinate. Even when you know you have things to do, you delay them. After that part, you might lean into distracting yourself with social media and try to get involved in other people's lives. If that doesn't work, it's time for the excuse bus to show up. We're just going to keep making excuses over and over and over again. And then if all else fails, you start to trigger back into the quote-unquote I'm lazy field. But when we do that, something ends up brewing inside of us. It always does. It's internal tension. It might start small, right? It's not that big of a deal. But over time, it grows stronger and stronger. See, tensions end up being the opposing forces that are inside of all of us. And that internal conflict creates disharmony. And you and I, my friend, as human beings, we are not wired to operate in disharmony. Everything is always meant to be in perfect balance for us. And so these internal tensions catapult us out of our familiar. And when we get so launched out of our familiar, the feeling of discord leads to action and ultimately some sort of resolution. Maybe as you hear this right now, you're currently embracing your hero's journey. If that's what you're doing, high five, I absolutely love you for it. It's incredible. Or perhaps you're like I used to be, and I just refused the call. I didn't want to be a hero. I didn't think I had what it took. Why would I be the one to help change, lead, and inspire people's lives? What gave me the credentials to do this? I'm no hero. 
My friend, it matters not what answer you choose. What ends up mattering is what you do today, right now in this moment. And I can tell you from where I sit, on my side of the fence, finally embracing this part of myself more than two years ago. Embracing your hero's journey is the best place, the best thing I've ever done. But ultimately, I can't tell you how to embrace your hero's journey or even what it should look like. From my perspective, this is where having a mentor that knows you, right, a, a personalized consultant, if you will, potentially even a coach, will help you. But see, an effective mentor won't tell you what to do. It never works that way. If you're looking for someone to tell you what to do, it's not in alignment. If a mentor is telling you what to do, I don't know how good of a mentor he is. The best mentors in the world help you search for and find the answers inside of yourself. It's an incredible thing to get to have happen. And one of the best ways to start to increase your awareness of where you're at, get clear on the questions that you might need to ask, is by taking the life optimization test. Lifeoptimizationtest.com through enough content, enough people that have taken the test, some advanced development work, we have condensed this test down to version 3.0, which is only 180 questions. The average participant takes 30 minutes to finish it and is able to get beautifully impactful insight around where they're at and where they want to go. This helps you find the answers inside yourself. This is the thing that I wish everybody would do because every person that sits across from me and listens to what I say about their test or takes my advice and has a voice transcription truly sees the world in a different way. If you'd like to take the life optimization test, head over to lifeoptimizationtest.com. Use the discount code L-O-T-V-I-P-100. That's all lowercase. There's no spaces in between. You'll get complimentary access to the $397 test in which I will leave you a voice memo with the exact results of your test. Now, if you'd like to book time one-on-one to have a video consult in pertinence to what you should do with your test results, there will be an additional link provided that will cost you money because my friends, no different than in your own life, if I was working with you one-on-one, I would tell you your time is not free and should never be. Need to put a higher value on yourself because if you don't value yourself, no one else is going to. And from that place, this is Ryan Nidell wishing you truly unlimited success.